Next on BYU Sports Nation, what we think we know about tomorrow's matchup with BYU and Tennessee. What is the one thing you want to see from BYU in tomorrow's game in Knoxville? And ESPN analyst Greg McElroy on his Cougar connection and which quarterback will play better tomorrow. BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Welcome to Game Day Eve. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, September 6th. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is getting a taste of Knoxville. So I'm teamed up with a guy who just missed the cut as the Idaho Spud spokesman, Jason Shepard. Yeah, if you've, uh, if you've not heard, and I'm very disappointed in this, um, Taysom Hill has apparently agreed to star in a social media campaign on behalf of the Idaho Spuds, of Potatoes. Why are you disappointed? He's the perfect candidate. He, he is perfect, but I thought I had a shot. You know how I drowned my Why? sorrows after the fact? What? Funeral Potatoes. Funeral Potatoes. By the way, don't like funeral potatoes. Oh, okay. I know that's a very un-Utah and a very un-Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint thing to say, mm-hmm. but I'm not, okay. a, I'm not a sour cream fan, and so I don't, I don't like the okay. funeral potatoes. Okay, I feel you. Uh, I can't think of a better candidate or uh, you know, nominee for this, so congratulations to Taysom Hill <laughs> and all the Cougars in the NFL. We'll tell you how Jamal Williams did with the Packers last night in the uh, win uh, to open the season for the NFL. My Seahawks against Spencer's Bengals. Your Chiefs in action. Against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. There you go. So that's a win. Awesome. One and zero. Here's what's on the show today. Game Dave, very pumped about it. BYU in Tennessee tomorrow. We will talk to Spencer Linton live from Knoxville going for two picks on the way. Alabama national champion ESPN analyst Greg McElroy on the matchup with the Vols and his connection with BYU. And uh, we do a little know the foe. How well do we know Tennessee, the state, the school, and whatnot? We play a little know the foe. But first, today's headlines. BYU football plays at Tennessee tomorrow for the first time ever. Here's Cougar coach Kalani Sitake on the matchup. This is an opportunity for us to go into another place and to rally around and and circle the wagons and find a way to get a win. Circle the wagons typically, in my opinion, would be used if there was a real desperate need after a couple losses or something. It was just one loss to Utah, but circle the wagons it is. For Tennessee, pregame on the radio. BYU Radio begins at 5 Eastern with Jason. Pregame on TV with the homies. Uh, Dave, Blaine, Brian, David, Spencer begins at 6 Eastern on BYU TV. Former BYU running back Jamal Williams had five carries. Did not have any yards on the ground, but did have two receptions for 15 yards for the Packers in their win over the Bears in the season opener last night. In other Cougars in the NFL news, Sione Takitaki back at practice with the Cleveland Browns. He's been out with a hamstring injury since mid-August. However, he is listed on the Browns' depth chart as they get ready to begin their season. Number 13, women's volleyball swept LIU last night. Senior McKenna Miller, sophomore Madeline Robinson, each had a game-high 10 kills for the Cougars. BYU served 11 aces from six players. That's been a strength for this team yes, so far. Has. Service line, Heather Knighting, Whitney Bauer at three each. Cougars face Sam Houston State tonight. That's not a state, but it's a school. Nine Eastern, Weber State tomorrow night, nine Eastern as well. Number 10, women's soccer hosting rival Utah tonight. Let's go. Absolutely, let's go. Cougars have won the last four games against the Utes and look to extend that streak tonight. The game will be live on BYU TV with you and Carla Haslam. We'll also be live on BYU Radio with myself and Avery Walker. So pick who you like more. (laughs) 9 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Pacific. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. 
You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Cougars and Vols tomorrow night on ESPN BYU Radio. Big time stage for BYU. A chance to uh, beat its only Power 5 team on the road this year. A couple of teams that lost in week one. One was a 25-point favorite. The other has a nine-game losing streak to its rival. Jason, with this matchup tomorrow, two desperate teams needing a win. What do you think you know about tomorrow's game? Look, I'm, as the kids like to say, I'm keeping it real. I don't know if I know anything about this game tomorrow in terms of something okay, that I expect. If I have to pick something, here's what I here's what I think I know if I have to pick something. Okay. I would say both teams are desperate for a win. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's the one thing we know. However that translates remains to be seen. I, I think if there were more knowns, I think it wouldn't be so hard to predict how things are going to go tomorrow. Both teams come into this game with so many questions and, and are looking to clean up a lot of mistakes I, there, there are a lot of unknowns right now, and I don't think it's just us or me that are, are wondering about the knowns. I, I think these two teams are trying to figure out what they have. I mean, that's usually what you have at the beginning of a season anyway, but after the way week one went for both teams, I, I think you're, you're still trying to get those answers. It's only in question if you lose or things don't go the way you thought even in a win. Right. Right. This reminds me of the philosophy class I took at BYU that I failed. Uh, I was like, there are no answers to this. We're just going to talk about things. What is this? I hated it. It was awful. Uh, midway through the semester, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Didn't even show up. Just That's just, the spirit. I just quit. BYU will not quit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's nice to have answers. I think I, I, think I know three things about this. I think both teams will be turnover aware. Uh, they both turned it over three times last week. That was a big deal in those games. I think, uh, two, both teams will be on high alert. Voiding starting 0-2 yep. for Tennessee, 88. BYU, 95 last time they started 0-2. And uh, I, three, I think both teams want to beat a quality opponent on a national stage. Think about this. When we talk about prime time, typically that's like 6 to 10 or 11. Prime time ESPN. When BYU starts a game at 1021 uh, Eastern time at home, I would argue that game is not in prime time on the East Coast, right? Where, no, it's not. Where 50% of the population lives. For everybody else, yes, you get an hour or two. Pacific and Mountain Time Zone, yes. This is 7 Eastern prime time. This is the best possible spot BYU could have for a game on TV. This is an opportunity for the Cougars to reestablish, yes, we're good. Yes, we have an explosive offense. Yes, Zach Wilson is guy. Yes, Tyson Williams can be a dude. Yes, our defense is good. We beat Power 5 teams on the road. That's a thing BYU's done. Beaten Arizona, uh, beaten Wisconsin, beaten Michigan State. I think BYU goes in and wins tomorrow. So those are the three I think I know. I, I believe both teams do come in wanting to establish the ground game. Certainly we, we know BYU does in terms of, of Tyson. And the, the hope was to be able to do that in the second half against Utah. And then the, just the lack of possessions so, just so, completely derailed that. And Tennessee's in the same boat. Tennessee did not run the ball very well at all. They had, did they do well? They, well that's a, you know what I mean? They 331 scored. yards through the air. Right. But yes, they it's both Georgia teams State, they I know, to, I understand to win that game. But I think both teams want to establish the ground game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I expect both teams to be better. It's just how much better will yep. each team be, right? Now on to topic number two. As you mentioned, both teams entering tomorrow's game looking to avoid the O and two start. Jerem, who has the most pressure on them tomorrow? Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. They were five and seven last season. There's pressure to be good this year. Uh S and P plus 
ESPN, FPI all had Tennessee in the top 25 and were expected to be significantly better. Then Tennessee loses as a 25-point favorite to Georgia State at home. That is the worst possible situation for Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt's now 5-8. and eight. The fan base is losing a little bit. We joked earlier in the week about the fan who entered the team transfer portal <laughs> going 0-2, then needing to win six of the next 10 to make a bowl. It would be some real pressure uh, if, if uh, Tennessee loses. Chattanooga is the only gimme, and it's next week, on Tennessee's schedule. There's not a single game where you go, oh, that's a win in the SEC, right? So Tennessee's got some real pressure, and it sits squarely on the head coach's shoulders. This is one where you could go a specific player. As you went with a coach, you could go with a a position group. I'm going with everyone associated with Tennessee. They are just getting brutalized for, and it's not just locally, it's nationally. Everybody was talking about that performance against Georgia State. And this is one of those situations where regardless of whether we feel BYU has a good chance to win. And I'm like you, I I do think BYU goes in and wins tomorrow. Regardless of what we think, Tennessee is still favored in this game. Tennessee is still at home in this game. Every bit of pressure is on the volunteers in this game. There could be massive changes with another loss. Whether it's whether it's coaching, like the the they've fans, had multiple players leave already. They've already had players leave. One. People are questioning uh, Garantano. They're there's like looking at the defense and ripping it to shreds. It's anybody associated with Tennessee. They have the most pressure on them tomorrow. The Vols are nine and sixteen in the last two years. Oh my goodness, this is not the Tennessee we grew up with. What's crazy is I think Tennessee's coaching staff's incredible. Peyton Manning is not walking. Well, he may walk he through may the door. He the may door. be there. He's just not yeah. going to play. Yeah. Last week, Jason Witten was there. Uh, Tennessee. This isn't this isn't your mom's Tennessee, right? Where you're used to that. I think their coaching staff is really good. So Jim Cheney has been. He was excellent at Georgia as the OC. Um, he left Tennessee and, and and went to Georgia, right? And now he's back. Um, they're trying to find an identity there. Chris Wenke's the quarterback's coach, the Heisman winner in 2000 that played against BYU, by the way. Cougars lost in, what, Jacksonville that year. T. Martin's the uh, receivers coach who was the national title quarterback uh, for Tennessee when they won it in, what, 98 or 99. Um, you've got some good coaches on that staff. So, they, yeah, they certainly have some pressure on them. Topic three, you weigh in on this one as well on vote.byutv.org vote.byutv.org. You get one of these things tomorrow. What are you picking? One, Zach Wilson throws for 300. Two, Tyson Williams runs for 100. Or three, BYU wins the turnover battle. What do you think? I originally was going to go with Zach Wilson throwing for 300 yards because usually when the quarterback has a good day, things go well for the BYU offense. I ultimately decided to go with Tyson Williams getting 100 yards on the ground. Okay. For reasons that I mentioned a few minutes ago, but before we get to that, it's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Tyson Williams has never rushed for 100-plus yards in a game. His career high is, what, 95 yards on the ground. Yes. So I think it's possible, though, certainly tomorrow for him to break that and hit the 100-yard mark on the ground. And I think that that would be a massive accomplishment for this BYU offense and really open things up. Not only does it get the ground game going against a defense, by the way, that proved you could run against it, their defensive front is not very good. And if the BYU offensive line can dominate things and open up the holes 
I, I think it's I think this could be a big day on the ground. And I think if you're able to do that, and if Tyson Williams or Lopini or whoever's running the ball has success, I think that just opens everything up for Zach Wilson and this offense. So for me, that's where I'm going. Tyson Williams rushing for at least 100 yards. I go BYU wins the turnover battle, and I have voted on uh, vote.byutv.org. Continue to weigh in while we discuss this. Last week, the story was the three turnovers that BYU had. I believe that if BYU limits its turnovers, and I'll talk about that in Going for Two coming up uh, with Spencer in the next segment, I think that the game changes. If BYU didn't turn the ball over against Utah, it's just a very different game. I would have loved to have seen how that would have played out. Does Utah probably win? Yeah, but I'd love to just see if BYU's in that game. You're out of a game if you turn it over three times generally. You just are. If BYU can contain that, now what you do on offense matters. You're not turning it over at your own 22 or allowing multiple defensive touchdowns. It's just silly. Tennessee had three turnovers as well. That was an issue. In fact, they turned it over on the second play from scrimmage. It was a backward pass that was actually caught out of the air mm-hmm. uh, for a fumble recovery that could have been uh, sort of a, an interception uh, as well as a weird play. To me, it's turnover battle. I see the argument for all three, though. If Zach Wilson throws for 300, that, that could be good. You don't want to be from behind and having to throw and you get right. 300 in garbage time. If Tyson Williams runs for 100, I believe BYU will win the game. I think that will be something that equals a win. And last week, BYU was setting up Tyson Williams in the second half against Utah. I don't think this is the same kind of defense. I think the game plan will be different. I'm with you. I think BYU comes out and establishes the line of scrimmage. Well, and, and here's something else. If the Tennessee defense plays like it did, all three of those could happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't think they will. I, I, don't, I don't think they will, but I'm saying they, it's, not a, they, it's not crazy talk. If BYU wins by, you know, three scores or something crazy, there, there will be heck to pay in Knoxville, and that could be crazy. BYU could do it to a team in Orange again. Because when BYU wrecked Texas in 2013, D.C. gone. Head coach gone at the end of the year. The D.C. was gone the next day. Manny Diaz, who's at Miami now, by the way. Um, let's see if BYU can't win their only Power 5 road game. It's something, as I mentioned, that BYU has done the last couple of years. And uh, let's be honest, BYU's a way better road team than home team right now. And, and that multiple players have said, we're just really comfortable on the road for some and it's, reason. It's usually not the case, but it is. You're right. It has been the last couple of years. So let's, uh, let's see if BYU can do it. Continue to weigh in on uh, vote.buatv.org. Right now, BYU wins the turnover battle, winning the discussion and handily at this point. There you go. I think uh, everyone... Uh, perhaps burnt from uh, the Utah game, right? <laughs> that, and that is our question of the day. What will uh, – no, it's a different question. Uh, my apologies. What will the BYU at Tennessee headline be uh, on Monday? B, let's go to the Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Gibbs 19 on Twitter. You can weigh in on Facebook and Instagram as well. Tennessee volunteers 42 points to the Cougars. <laughs> In a BYU blowout win. Oh, I would enjoy a 42-point offensive performance. Well, I guess it doesn't all have to be from the offense. Right. Defense could score a couple. Yeah. How about, uh, how about Georgia State scored 38, by the way. How about, how about two pick sixes for the BYU defense? I'll take one, man. Absolutely. I'll take a takeaway at this point. <laughs> Let's go. Coming up, former Bama QB Greg McElroy will be on the call tomorrow on ESPN. He will join us. Plus, what is his connection to BYU? And Spencer Linton live from Knoxville. Going for two picks are on the way. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Get ready for BYU at Tennessee tomorrow with countdown to kickoff on BYU TV. Coverage from Provo and Knoxville begins at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Radio pregame on BYU Radio starts at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We have a, a podcast and we're on demand on BYUSN.com as well. Jeremy Jordan, Jason Shepard here. Our question of the day, uh, what's the headline on Monday after BYU and Tennessee? At the name is B underscore red. What we mean is the headline Sunday, right? Uh, volunteers, BYU routes Tennessee team 38-14. Okay. Tears. I like it. Right? I like yeah. it. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We will read your responses uh, later in the show. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Spencer Linton from Knoxville, Tennessee, getting ready for countdown to kickoff tomorrow night. Spencer, how is the volunteer state? It is fantastic. I'm ready to volunteer for some college football coverage. Yeah! Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so many puns. You so many our, bad puns. You heard our question of the day. I think I know where you're going to go with this because you brought it up yesterday. Uh, but what's your what's your headline Sunday after the game? Okay, there are a couple. One, Hayana Rocky Top yep. for okay. BYU. Very okay. good. My relative two, wrote, wrote that song, by the way. Okay, two, BYU sends volunteers to the Rocky Bottom. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feel you, you, you oversold the second one a little bit with the oh snap. <laughs> like, I think you realized that wasn't a great one, and you just kind of kept going with it. I like the first one, though. Listen, That's I've a great been, I've been in the middle of campus for like an hour, and so I've had a long time to think about well, the question. So, today. Did, did, you, did you say that uh, we heard that you had a, a very interesting uh, interaction uh, just moments ago? Oh, yes. Okay. So, uh, in the middle of classes, so students are coming and going, they're walking past uh, uh, where we're set up, and one kid goes, oh, hey, look, it's the, uh, the BYU TV guys. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? He's like, man, I hope you guys win tomorrow. He's wearing his all decked on Tennessee gear. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, well, I'm not sure which fan base needs it more. And he's like, no, I want to see everybody wearing orange cry. Go Cougars. And then he oh, wow. Away, and I was like, whoa. What in okay, the world? I know, he's only, I know he's only one fan, but um, I would imagine he's not alone. It, it's, it's like desperation. There's very little hope. Well, from what it seems uh, within the uh, the student population here, just why it's, should, uh, it's a weird time. Yeah, why should there be hope for them? They just lost to Georgia what? State. In comes a BYU team that uh, has a good name. Uh, hopefully, can rebound right, and it's obviously a national brand and quality program. But I, I, I almost wonder if they just want uh, another ship to sink, if you will. Last year it was, or last week it was literally, <laughs> and maybe this week it's uh, metaphorically. What vibe do you get? Oh, totally. I mean, what Jeremy Pruitt's now, what, 5-8 and eight as the head coach at Tennessee? And there were extremely high hopes as he came over as uh, one of Nick Saban's guys. And, you know, I, I know that, that hope is, is always there for some of the fan base, but I, heard, I was reading a newspaper report that said that they would be surprised to see only sixty or 70,000 fans show for tomorrow's game in a stadium that holds over 100,000. I Whoa. just thought, wow. Has, has 30 it, to 40 less? Got, has it gotten that low? I, I don't. I'm not buying that per se, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see you know upwards of fifteen or twenty thousand empty seats tomorrow, just based on what I'm hearing and reading. Well, and that will certainly help with the BYU blue that will be there to make more of a presence. If if that's the case, let's get some. Get your oh. opinion on on some of the uh, the trending topics we're talking about today. We already asked you the Twitter question. One of the things we were talking about in regards to the game tomorrow is what do we know about the game tomorrow, Spencer? What do you know? about this game tomorrow? 
Wow, that is the million-dollar question <laughs> because uh, we're trying to make rash generalizations off of one week. Um, what I feel like I know is that BYU has an advantage in the trenches, specifically with their offensive line against Tennessee's defensive front seven. I, I feel like BYU will have an advantage there and be able to impose their will. I know that's a cliche thing, but I, I kind of feel like that's where BYU has to. They want to take control of the game. Uh, what I feel like I also know is that the fans that do show up in support of Tennessee and the team and the rallying cry, it's it's going to be uh, emotional early, and it's going to be kind of a hornet's nest, which is why it's so important for BYU, who has typically been a very slow starter under Kalani Satake, to score first, just to take some of that buzz away and kind of incite the panic that will ensue if the Cougars can get up early on the volunteers. So those are the those are the two things I feel like I know BYU has an advantage on the offensive line over their defensive front, and the Cougars can suck the air, any life out of Tennessee if they get on the board early and uh, help incite the panic. I think what you just said in terms of the strong start, I, I think that is huge. And just looking at last year's stats, and you mentioned um, you know, over the last couple of years, but just last year, the first quarter was by far – BYU's lowest scoring quarter. 58 points was what BYU scored in the first quarter. The second quarter was 106 and 120. Now, the fourth quarter was 70, but by far, the first quarter has been BYU's toughest to to score in. And this year, in the one game, six points. So I agree with you 100% that a strong start would go a long way for BYU, but also to kind of demoralize Tennessee with like, oh, here we go again. Yeah, you got to squelch any hope that Tennessee has because if BYU allows the volunteers to score and get the fan base going, belief is a funny thing. And Georgia State experienced that last week. Tennessee let them hang around and make some plays, and then they gave the ball away, and Georgia State took a lead late. When you give a team like that belief late, you're in big trouble. And so BYU needs to kind of ride the wave of negativity that Georgia State left here across the Tennessee fan base and kind of let that panic set in. Uh, you know, as unfortunate as it is for Jeremy Pruitt, because I think he's a good guy and I think he's a good football coach. And In fact, I think their staff has some amazing, amazing names and skill sets on it. So you don't, you don't want to see them come to an ultimate demise. But, it, I mean, for all things BYU, what needs to happen is, is a fast start. And it just has not been the case under Kalani Satake. Like that, if, if you're going to hope for one thing specifically, hope for a fast start because that would just totally switch the narrative on the, the Kalani Satake era at BYU. Talking with Spencer Linton, uh, uh, host of BYU Sports Nation, friend of ours, uh, live from Knoxville. You get one of these. Which one do you want? Zach Wilson throws for 300, Tyson Williams rushes for 100, or BYU wins the turnover battle? Oh, please, the turnover battle. It's not close, especially after last week. Just BYU, if they can turn Tennessee over and, and get some takeaways and win that battle, they, they need to do it. That's another thing they need to do. They need to start fast, and they need to not be minus three in the turnover margin. So I, I would take that in a heartbeat. I know it would be great to see Zach go for 300-plus and bounce back nicely, and I do think he'll have a solid performance. And Tyson Williams coming back to his SEC country and playing well here – like, those are great storylines, but 
the most important to me is winning the turnover battle, and it's just not close. And that's what because the, of how much it yeah, how much it impacts the game, right? Yes, and the, and uh, we that's our uh, poll today, and fifty percent agree. It's uh, twenty five, twenty five, and then fifty for the turnover battle. Spencer, this is always my favorite part of the show uh, when we get to the going for two picks, and it's just you two making the picks. You're not doing it this year? Why? <laughs> why, would I, why would I do it? I'm, I'm not here on an every Friday, so I don't ever get my pick. So there's no point in keeping my tally. So I'm going to just give it up to you guys and let you go with your going for two picks here. <laughs> can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Two people doing two picks. Spencer, <laughs> you go first. All right, I'm starting with... Uh something that I'm more hoping for, and that is that BYU will score first. My first going for two pick is the Cougars will score first in Neyland Stadium and take some of the buzz and the energy out of the uh, air very early. Number two, BYU didn't have a sack last week against Utah. There was question about, well, what what defense are they running? Uh, How come we're not getting to the quarterback? I think BYU will switch things up. They'll throw some uh, interesting mixes and looks at Tennessee they will have two or more quarterback sacks tomorrow against the Volunteers, which is two more than they had against Utah. Jeremy, what do you got? Those are two nice uh, attempts. My first pick, uh, BYU will turn it over no more than one time. So zero or one uh, turnover. They will limit that. They will keep it to a minimum and uh, zero to one turnovers. Second pick, okay. Tyson Williams will, ha- will carry the ball at least 16 times. His career high in carries is 15. This will be a new career high. He will carry the ball at least 16 times be while you'll try and find him. And when we talk about, so those are my two picks. Um, Jason, your, oh wait, <laughs> Tyson Williams, uh, if he's going to get a hundy, I think he probably needs 20 plus carries. What do you think, Spencer? Because that'd be five, five a pop, 20 for a hundy? Absolutely. Give him the ball 20 times. And I said this yesterday when I was in Studio B with you, Jerem. I don't care if the 20 touches are all rushes or if it's just a combination of catching some passes out of the backfield and rushes. I want 100 total yards of offense at least from Tyson Williams. I think BYU needs it. He's a special player. Does anybody not think that when you saw him last week a couple of times get down the sideline and sprint out of tackles and strength and the burst and the division, that he's just kind of on another level? Like, give him the ball. Let him show what he is capable of doing. And if, if BYU gives him the ball 20 times, run or pass, great. I think it's great. It means great things for the Cougars tomorrow. Spencer, you know there's a big rivalry game on campus tonight with BYU, number 10 BYU, hosting Utah at, uh, at Southfield. I know you'll be uh, paying attention to what happens tonight. Here's the question. When you're following the game tonight, will you be watching it on BYU TV with Jerem, or will you be listening to it on BYU Radio with me? And you must give an answer. I will be listening to Jason Shepard's call while I stream it on BYU TV and watch it. Boo. And then intermittently, I knew, I knew intermittently <laughs> turn down the volume on Jason so I can hear Jerem recap the highlights of the game. Oh, I'm going back and forth. Everybody wins. Everybody I knew it. wins. I knew it. What do you have? What do you have? Two phones? How are you going to do this? <laughs> Computer? <laughs> Computer and a go. phone, man. There you go. Awesome. Computer and a phone. Well, hey, uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, Jerem. I want to tell you guys this I, I, before I forget. I, I need to do some more investigating, but be on the lookout on the BYU defensive front for some different looks and some potential position changes. Uh, I, I need to dig into it some more, but be on the lookout 
for some position changes tomorrow and some really different looks from the BYU defense. Uh, we'll have an update for you tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff. That's called the tease. Also, uh, you're going to go around town, new segment called A Taste of Knoxville this week. Looking forward to that. So uh, have fun today uh, showing us around tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff, Spencer. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Spencer Linton on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Uh, Deseret First, you know why we show how. Uh, excited about that. We'll see. Who, who, Very curious. What is he alluding to, right? Uh, who's mixing it up? Uh, who's, who's where? The BYU, de- the BYU defense, I thought, had a nice performance against Utah. It was the turnovers that cost the Cougars in that game. Yeah, I mean, it, it, at a certain point, when you, when you look up at what the what the defense actually gave up in points, it's yes. significantly different. Ton of yards to Zach Moss. Yes, but um, the guy's going to be in the NFL next year. Yeah, I feel like BYU was playing, you know, uphill, if you right. will, at that point in the game. So we'll see against a. Uh, uh, lesser running back, right, in Ty Chandler, who did average eight yards carry last uh, and week. And fumbled the ball. And fumbled the ball. And got pulled out. How about that? Yep, absolutely. Coming up, what do we know about the Tennessee Volunteers? We play Know the Foe. And we're excited about this next interview, ESPN's Greg McElroy on his personal Cougar connections and which quarterback he expects to have a better game tomorrow. This is BYU Sports Nation. Number 10, women's soccer hosts rival Utah tonight at Southfield. You can watch on BYU TV and listen on BYU Radio at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Radio pregame starts at 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. Jason on the call on the radio. I'm on the call on TV, so uh, it should be a fun night at Southfield. Looking forward to it. Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan, Jason Shepard here on BYU TV and BYU Radio with BYU Sports Nation. Let's check out some of today's headlines. BYU football, game day eve. They play Tennessee for the first time ever tomorrow night. At Rocky Top, Neyland Stadium, pregame on the radio begins at 5 Eastern. Pregame on TV begins at 6 Eastern. Former BYU running back Jamal Williams had five carries for no yards and two receptions for 15 yards for the Packers in their win last night over the Chicago Bears in the NFL season opener. In other Cougars in the NFL news, Sione Takitaki returned to the Cleveland Browns practice on Monday following a hamstring injury. Takitaki has been out since mid-August but is listed on the Browns' depth chart as they get ready for their season opener. And number 13, women's volleyball swept LIU last night. Senior McKenna Miller, sophomore Madeline Robinson, had a game-high 10 kills for the Cougars. He already served up 11 aces from six different players, including Heather Knighting and Whitney Bauer, who had three each. The Cougars face Sam Houston State tonight, 9 Eastern. Weaver State tomorrow, 9 Eastern as well. Our next guest is ESPN college football analyst, former Alabama quarterback. He's a national champion. His name is Greg McElroy. He'll be on the call uh, tomorrow for BYU in Tennessee. And he now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Greg, great to have you with us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Is your play-by-play partner Dave Pash recovered from basketball with Bill Walton by the time he gets to you in the fall with football? Yeah, I mean, the good news is uh, ESPN does not own the rights to March Madness, so he gets a nice lengthy recovery beyond (laughs) middle of March all the way through. But if they did own March Madness and he had to work with them all the way through the beginning of April – yeah, that would, be a, that would be a tall order for him to be able to overcome. And I can't think of two different people than you and Bill, so that's probably good for, uh, for Dave. Uh, this is an intriguing matchup, Greg, between two teams very desperate uh, to get a win and avoid 0-2 for the first time since 88 for Tennessee and 95 for BYU. Obviously, the big upset last week with Georgia State beating Tennessee and then BYU disappointed in its performance against a very good Utah team. What do you think of this matchup? Well, I like the matchup. Uh, I mean, obviously, we had selfishly, as as announcers, hoped 
then it'll be a battle of one and O's, you know, but it, it's not always that way. Um, when we got the assignment, we were excited about it, though, because I think, obviously, when you have two national brands like you have in BYU and Tennessee, it's going to command quite the audience. And, uh, and obviously, this being uh, – never having played each other, but there's clearly been an interest for Tennessee to have followed BYU and vice versa over the years, just knowing both programs at times have been at the top of the college football world. So we're, we're excited about it. I think it's the contrast in styles. Uh, you have a Tennessee team that likes to run. It's pretty, pretty athletic. And you have a BYU team that's extremely powerful. So uh, it should be an interesting watch and, and, a, and a fun one to be a part of tomorrow night. Speaking of an interesting watch, I'm very interested in both of these quarterbacks. You look at both. Both are looking to prove something after last week. Both involved uh, with turnovers that they would love to have back. What do, you, what do you make of each team's quarterback in Garantano and Zach Wilson? Well, if you look at their performances last week, they almost mirrored each other. There was a couple of really good plays and a couple of really horrendous plays. You know, it's kind of – and you would expect that from Zach Wilson. I mean – he did as a freshman last year was pretty remarkable. No one's going to be able to, uh, no one's going to be able to shoot much, much, many holes in that logic. I thought was, he clearly is an athletic guy, uh, can run around, is accurate with the football, and has a good arm. Um, but the decision making last week was alarming. And look, you have to give a little credit to to Utah's defense, and that's a really good group, maybe one of the best groups that Zach Wilson will see all year. But you just can't, under any circumstance, give freebies away to a team that's that good on the defensive side of the football, knowing that your defense really up until the second half of that football game had played really pretty strong. Uh, I know you gave a bunch of yards on the ground, but, I mean, you look at BYU's numbers against the pass last week, I mean, Huntley couldn't get anything going. So uh, it was less, less than an admirable performance from what we would come to expect in Zach Wilson's second year. And then as far as Garantano, um, I just had a hard time understanding what he was seeing on a few different plays. I mean, bad pick at the end of half ends up getting overturned. Uh, also had some other plays throughout the course of the game that were just not there, and he tried to make them there. Uh, he made a couple adjustments, too, at the line of scrimmage that I, I'm not sure what he was looking at. So I think both these quarterbacks have some talent, just looking for a big bounce back. But uh, I would say the Garantano's challenge, it might be actually a little bit more significant than that of what Zach Wilson's going to face. Because I think BYU's defense is outstanding, uh, really at all three levels. I think, I think those guys do a great job and make life really difficult on quarterbacks. So it would be a good opportunity for these guys to bounce back. And as a former quarterback, I never want to see quarterbacks play poorly. So I'm hoping they both are able to do so tomorrow night. Absolutely. BYU in Tennessee tomorrow night, 7 Eastern on ESPN, talking with Greg McElroy, who will be on the call there. Uh, this is an interesting one in that BYU is going to the SEC. This is BYU's only Power 5 road game this year. What's it like to play in Knoxville against Tennessee in that stadium, Greg? Uh, well, it's awesome. It's a massive stadium. And Tennessee, the people associated with Tennessee, they're very passionate about their football, no doubt. But I think we're all curious as to what the atmosphere and the environment is going to be tomorrow night. I mean, last week was really a black eye for the Tennessee program, losing as a 25-point favorite. It's pretty insane. Uh, almost, I mean, you, you never see anything quite like that. Um, so I think a lot of Tennessee fans are a little bit pessimistic 
about the direction of the program, which makes you wonder just how many people are going to be in attendance tomorrow. Uh, they seem to feel pretty confident they're going to have 80, 85,000, but in a stadium that seats 110, it, it won't be overwhelming. So we'll see. I mean, I, I think we're all fascinated to see what the atmosphere is going to be. It won't be anything that BYU's uh, overwhelmed by. I can tell you that much. I mean, they've played on the road in hostile environments a bunch. So I can't envision this being a scenario in which the home field plays a huge advantage. If anything, if it's a little dull, uh, it might actually work in BYU's favor. Just knowing that BYU is a very tough team, very physical team that doesn't need motivation to go out and play really, really well. Whereas when you're the home team and it's a sterile environment, it can work against you a little bit, knowing that you're trying to get your fans into it and they're just not really participating. So it'll be interesting to watch that dynamic early and to see just how many volunteer fans pack the stadium. You mentioned the BYU defense a minute ago and how you were impressed with what they did, especially, you know, through defensively through the air. Um, both teams, though, gave up 30 points last week. The biggest question for me in terms of Tennessee is their defense, especially on their line. They rotated so many guys in and out of that game. It looked like there was a lot of confusion. What do you make of this defense of the Volunteers? Well, they have athleticism. The problem is they're just not they're not great up front. And, I mean, you guys know this. In modern-day college football, if you're not great along the defensive line, you're going to struggle. And I think that's a big reason why people are really optimistic about, you know, what Utah, a good example, what Utah might be this year. Some people think they can make the playoff because their defensive line is elite. So I, I think Tennessee's defensive line, the issue, they lost one of their best players early in camp. Three days in, he goes down out for the season. They do get Aubrey Solomon in, who transferred, got a waiver from Michigan, and is able to play immediately. And he played well, but it was his first game. And there's just not really that bell cow along the defensive front that you can hang their hat on. Tennessee's a very young team uh, and a relatively – unsound team as evidenced by the tape last week, which is problematic. I mean, in critical down and distance, they have to be poised enough to get the call in from the sideline and execute at a high level, which they didn't do at any point last week. So um, I, think they, I think they have good talent at the second level, especially with the freshman, Henry To'o To'o from California. He's a legit player. Uh, potential franchise middle linebacker here in the years to come. He's a true freshman. Daniel Batuli, who is also an inside linebacker, we're not sure if he's going to be available. He's an all-SEC caliber player as well. And I like their secondary quite a bit. Alante Taylor at corner is one of the best in the business, uh, who's only a sophomore, by the way, really good player. And then they have another freshman on the other side, Warren Burrell, who's, who's a really good player in his own right. So I like their back seven. I just don't love what I saw from their front four, and I'm not sure that that's going to get better here in the short term, knowing some of the teams they play here in the first month of the season. And let's wrap with this, Greg. There is a player from your high school on BYU's roster, South Lake Carroll. Do you know who it is? Uh, I know that we had the Jacobson family, uh, Tanner Jacobson and McKay Jacobson, who are some South Lake Carroll dragons. Uh, I don't think Tanner's still there. Uh, he, he graduated <laughs> last year, but it is BYU, so who knows, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I didn't know. Well, McKay Jacobson was my go-to slot receiver. Yes. Uh, and in, in high school, he had, like, our senior year, he had, like, 20 touchdowns and went for, no exaggeration, about 2,000 yards. 
and we torched everybody. <laughs> because McKay, McKay was so good out of the slot. But uh, but no, I don't know who's there. I'm it, looking at the roster right now. I'm it, trying to find it. It's the kicker, Jake Oldroyd. South Lake Carroll, baby. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay, well, I guess I'm I'm almost 13 or 14 years removed from high school. I got to get back in the dragon way of life. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, there there have been a bunch of dragons that have gone up to Provo in years past. I got recruited by BYU, believe it or not. Oh. Uh, Bronco Menon, Yeah, Bronco Mendenhall, uh, McKay and I, we went up to BYU camp before our senior year, and BYU was recruiting me, and I, I thought Provo was awesome. So I, I've really, uh, I really enjoyed our time up there. And McKay had a ranch right down the street. And we had a blast for the whole week up there, just throwing around and, and having a good time. But, uh, but yeah, very familiar. They're, they try to create a little South Lake to, to BYU pipeline. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, hold on. I'm just sucking up a little tear back into my eye, Greg. Uh, <laughs> after that story, <laughs> what could have been? What could have been. <laughs> Greg, great stuff. Have a great call tomorrow. We appreciate a couple of minutes. I uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. That's Greg McElroy, who could have been a BYU quarterback on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. <laughs> Deseret First, you know what? What? That's what a, a great story. Oh, man. What a great story. He came story. to a BYU camp with McKay? I can't Hanging out on a ranch, just that's, throwing the football? That's awesome. Greg's a, a great guy, yeah. by the way. Great dude, extremely smart, uh, has a master's degree, played in the NFL, national champ. It's like you uh, and I. It's the same accolades you and I have. the same resume as we have. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> Coming up, which team on campus is getting high praise for its recruiting class? And we recover on what could have been with Greg (laughs) McElroy and BYU, as well as play a little Know the Foe. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for BYU at Tennessee tomorrow with Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Coverage from Provo and Knoxville begins at 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Radio pregame on BYU Radio starts at 5 Eastern, 2 Pacific time. We're not going head-to-head. We're doing double. Radio and TV, it's awesome. Can't (laughs) wait for that tomorrow. Let's play a little Know the Foe. BYU Sports Nation asks, do you know the foe? We'll find out. Know the foe is presented by Bodyguards, protection for life worth living. Learn more at bodyguards.com. Ben Bagley, our producer and the voice, as some call you, is in the control room. What's up, Ben? The voice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, by the way, to answer your question from earlier, Jeremy, I will be watching the broadcast today, tomorrow, tonight on BYU TV. Jason, I'll listen to you at halftime. <laughs> we have a great Jen Rockwood story at halftime if you want to watch that it's too. fair. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're out, yeah. Jason. Sorry. I got your post game, though. That's, All right. Yes. Let's start here. Warm you guys up with a couple true or false questions. Jason, go. you get to go first. Okay. Here we go. True or false, the University of Tennessee has been in existence longer than the actual state of Tennessee. Oh, uh, I will say False. Absolutely true. Wow. I don't even University know how that's Tennessee possible. established in 1794, two years prior to statehood. So how did they even get the name tw- Tennessee then? Wow. It was a territory. Come on. Right. Everybody knows that, right? The river, right? Sure. All right, Jeremy, you can take an early lead here. True or false, the volunteers have more national championships in women's basketball than the rest of the other sports combined. Ooh. Uh, true? Oh, that's false. They do have eight national championships in women's basketball, 15 in the other sports, including six in football. I would have have said true as well. Yeah. 
All right. Seeing you failed at the first two true or false, you need another couple of softballs here. 50-50 chance, guys. You got this. Jason, true or false, Davy Crockett was actually born on the mountaintops of Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to say true. Nope. The, the song lied, and I'm guessing he didn't kill a bear at three either. No, he was actually hey. born on the banks of the Limestone Creek. It's false because there are no mountains in Tennessee. Those are hills. Yes, yeah, true. And Davy Crockett Sorry. was fictional. I'm, I'm going to offend I'm everybody kidding. in Tennessee. Sorry. These are mountains over here. Yes, yeah. true. Absolutely. Uh, last, second chance for you, Jerem, take a lead. Tennessee is the birthplace of not only country music, but also mini golf. True. Yes, indeed. Guessing is cool. The first mini golf course built in Tennessee. Very nice. We didn't see any in uh, Nashville when we went this summer. No, we did not. <laughs> we were driving too Apparently fast never by them on, on the uh, scooters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Jason, time to play catch-up. You got tied which, up. Which of the following is not a native Tennessean? Justin Timberlake. Okay. Megan Fox. Mm-hmm. Charlie Daniels. Mm-hmm. Or your grandma, Sybil, Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> okay, I know Justin Timberlake is from Memphis. I'm pretty sure Sybil Shepherd is from, from Tennessee. I'm going to say that it is the man named after Charlie Daniels Park, Charlie Daniels. Yeah, not from Tennessee. He's yes. actually from North Carolina. Yes. From my but, he's get, from. but he's got a park in Tennessee. So we were there. We, we were there, there for the fan fest. I looked it up. All right, Jerem, which one of the following VPs, vice presidents, is a volunteer? (laughs) Is it Al Gore, inventor of the internet, Dick Cheney, or Joe Biden? Oh, it's uh, Dick Cheney. (laughs) No, nope, sorry, it's Al Gore. He's a volunteer. Wow. Yes, he is. Hey, we're tied at one going into the two final questions. Here we go. Here we go, Jason. Going sports media, so this should be right right up your alley here. Okay, let's bring it. Which sports media personality is not a volunteer? Is it Paul Feinbaum? Is it Woody Page? Or is it Bob Lee? I will say it is Bob Lee. Correct. Yes. None yes, of them, They all got volunteer. paid. <laughs> Paul Feinbaum, a volunteer. There you go. Yes. All right, Jerem, to tie or to win? I thought he went to Alabama the way he talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, so did I. Yeah. That's why Alabama fans like him so yeah. much. Free state. Yeah. All right, here you go, Jerem, to tie or to win, to lose. You choose. Uh, how many volunteers are there in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Is it 14? Oh, boy. Is it 19? Wait, I don't get a tr- uh, It's a multiple choice. You I got, got a multiple four- choice. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so is it 14? Is it nine or is it two? Oh, it's clearly nine. Oh, yeah. It's two. That's it. Doug Atkins and Reggie White, although Peyton Manning will be soon, so the number will go to three. Yeah. Pay, yeah. Uh, it, it Peyton been, Manning's it borderline. Has, it hasn't been, what, five years, I guess? Yeah. So, yeah. so, Jason, you are today's winner. No, the Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We worked out this morning, so flexed. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up. The NFL season is here. We will update you on some Cougs in the NFL. And BYU is number one in what? We'll tell you. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment brought to you by Bodyguards. Protection for a life worth living. Thanks to today's guests, Spencer Linton and Greg McElroy of ESPN.
the could-be BYU Cougar quarterback. <laughs> what a huge mistake going to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, things worked out for him. <laughs> Shows on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. The BYU Football Cougars playing at Tennessee for the first time tomorrow night. Pre-game on the radio begins at 5 Eastern. Pre-game on TV begins at 6 Eastern time. Cougars in the NFL. Jamal Williams had five carries for zero yards, two catches for 15 yards for the Packers in the NFL season opening win against the Bears. Sione Takitaki returned to practice. He's had a hamstring injury with the Browns. He is listed on the Browns' depth chart going into Sunday's opener. Bronson Kafusi, Harvey Longy, and the Jets will host the Buffalo Bills this weekend. Daniel Sorensen, Andy Reid, and the Chiefs will travel to Jacksonville to face the Jaguars. Sione Takitaki, who we just mentioned, makes his NFL debut as the Browns host the Titans. And Michael Davis and the L.A. Chargers face the out-of-luck. see what you did there. Indianapolis Colts. Fred Warner begins his sophomore year with the Niners against Tampa Bay. And Ziggy Ansah is on my Seahawks. They play against Spencer's Bengals. And Kyle Van Noy is in Sunday Night Football as the Patriots host the Steelers. Volleyball. Number 13, women's volleyball swept LIU last night. That's Long Island University, in case you were wondering. Cougars face Sam Houston State tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. And Weaver State tomorrow at 9 Eastern, also 6 p.m. Pacific. And Brendan Sander and the Team USA uh, volleyball team will face Mexico tonight in the semifinals of the Norseca Championships. Soccer. Huge game tonight. Number 10, women's soccer hosting rival Utah. Cougars have won their last four games against the Utes. Look to extend that streak tonight. The game will be live on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Time for some rising shout-outs. Mine goes to BYU, ranked number one with Navy for the best in the nation for being worth the cost. Very nice, very nice. My rising shout-out goes to BYU Baseball for their top 25 recruiting class. That, according to Baseball America, huge shout-out to uh, recruiting coordinator, Brent Herring, the guy kills it. The rest of the coaches, fantastic job. What's your headline Sunday after BYU and Tennessee? The Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Why fangirl underscore JB on Twitter. Tennessee hits rocky bottom with first 0-2 start in over 20 years. I like it. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Lefty throw, got to do it. Sorry to Dennis Pitta, no time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Steve Brady. See you tonight on BYU Radio and BYU TV, 9 Eastern, BYU and Utah, women's soccer.